Welcome back to Fig and Farm at Home. I'm so glad you're here. In the next couple weeks, I'm going to be working at home on a project that has been honestly long overdue. My oldest son is growing like a weed. He has reached and gone beyond the six foot mark and he needs a bigger bed. Bigger bed means less space for stuff in his room, and it also means we might have to do something different with the desk. And it got me wondering if you've ever thought about how designers take their plans from plans to transformation. I'm going to be walking through the steps with him in his room, creating a visual so that he can see what the ideas I have in mind based on what it is that he has told me he wants. And then we're going to be making the change happen. It will be a little dramatic because after all, this room was the nursery about 11 years ago when we first moved in. It has stripes on the walls and it's pretty cute, but it's now time to make it more teenage. And so I'm involving my son in the process, and I'm going to be going through the design process with him, just like I would with a client. And I wondered, have you ever wondered how it is that designers create a plan and take that plan to completion? And have you ever wondered how they do that without going out back and picking off all of the money on their money tree? Yeah. I want you to join me on this journey. So if you are not subscribed to the newsletter, I want to make sure that you are. You can email me at hello at figandfarmathome.com and say, hey, I want to join all the fun. Send me the newsletter. Or you can opt into the newsletter by downloading your five home design secrets. The five things I tell every home design client every staging client, you can get that at bit.ly forward slash five, the number five, home secrets. Going through this process made me wonder if you might want to know how it is that you can hire your own decorator, how you can hire your own designer. And so today I'm going to be sharing with you five things that I think you should be thinking about if you're ready to hire someone on your own. If you're ready to walk through the design process or be led through that by a designer who can help you transform the space that you're wanting to into a home that you really love, that helps you pick out the products for you, that will help you visualize before you see it, that will help understand what it is your unique aesthetic is and can help you spend your money and spend it wisely. So that's what we're talking about today. If you're ready to hire someone, five things you should keep in mind. All right, enjoy today's show. How many times have you found yourself at your favorite home decor store, browsing aimlessly for an item to spruce up your space, just to bring it home and then not quite like it, or find that your effort didn't pay off the way that you imagined? That rug you bought, too big, too small, or too brown. And the curtains, we don't need to go there. Or maybe we do in this new Tuesday quick tip series, Know Before You Go, brought to you by all the mistakes I've made before (laughs) and thankfully have learned from. Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating Goodwill shopping budget. And I've learned a few things along the way and definitely made a few mistakes. But I am so excited that you're here learning how you can know before you go. So put down your credit card, grab a notebook and a pen, because you're definitely going to want to take notes. You have reached that point, friend, where you have said, enough is enough. You have tried, and you have tried, and you have tried, but you are still living in a home that feels like it needs just a little bit more. 
it feels like it might command a little bit more attention. It might deserve a little bit more of a tender touch. It might need something more than you can give it. You've painted the walls, not the right color. You've picked out the product, not the right thing. You've tried and you've tried again. And I don't want to say that you've failed. That would absolutely be a misuse of my words. But you have tried and you're not quite happy with what you see. You want to come home to a home that feels like a respite. You want to come home to a home that tells your family story. And you want to come home to a home that is a delight to open your door up to the friends who you invite in. Is that you? Have you reached that point, especially at the beginning of a new year, where you say, today is the day. This is the year. This is the year I'm going to make change and I'm going to be happy about it. Now I can learn it and it can take a little while or I can hire someone out. And you've decided that actually learning is great, but Danny, you only do two episodes a week and I can't learn as fast as you're teaching. Well, friend, you have an option. You can get on the wait list for Home Design 101 in the spring. Just email me at hello at figandfarmathome.com or you might be ready to hire a designer. You might be ready to hire someone who can give you a little bit of help. And you know that you can Google all of the help out there and you can see who's in my local area, who can do it on online, who do I trust, who, who, who. You're asking yourself who. When you see the listings in your local area, how do you know who it is you can bring into your home, who you can help you with this problem that you have? And so today we're talking about that. And of course, yes, absolutely, I can help you. And at the end, I'll tell you how I can, but you might not want my help and that is absolutely okay. So if you are in that spot though, where you are trying to decide if you, you have already decided that you want to get the help you need, you want to get the help that you have been longing for in your home, these five things I hope will help you decide who is going to be a best fit for you. And I want you to think about the word trust. Is that five letters? One, two, three, four, five. It is. Okay. I want you to think about the word trust because it all comes back to that. In the most general sense, what happens when you want to try something new and hire someone? You usually ask a friend, someone who has hired someone to do the whatever service they're wanting and has gotten a good result right? You need a new hairdresser? You ask a friend who has cute hair. Hey, where did you get your hair done? You want to get your nails done? You ask a friend to see where it is that they go and what experience they've had. Hey, where do you get your nails done and who does the best foot massages? You ask those questions. Same thing when you're trying to hire an interior decorator. And you all know that. But here's the thing. What happens if you don't know anyone who's hired an interior decorator? What do you do? Do you get out the yellow pages? Are those even a thing anymore? Do you Google who's in your area? Yeah, generally that's what we do. And when we do, a list comes up and we don't know Mary from Bob, from Stephen, from Joey, from Susie to, we don't know. So these five tips are going to help you when you're in that place where you don't know who you can ask, where you don't know and don't have a personal recommendation you can get how you know if you're a good fit with the person you want to hire as an interior decorator. All right, get out a notebook, get out a pen, and write down the word trust. Here we go. The T stands for time. 
when you're hiring an interior decorator and you're doing an interview or you're just trying to get to know them, get a feel for their personality and if you, do, and if you would be a good fit to work with them. Think about how much time they are spending getting to know you. Is getting to know your personal style, you as a family, how you use your home part of their process? Is it? I sure hope it is. And if it is not, it should be. Making sure that they are designing for you and what you need and not necessarily what they want is a big deal. And if they don't know you and if they're not taking the time to get to know you, they can't do that. It's kind of like going to a doctor. And we've all gone to doctor's offices where we have had some that have treated us like we are the most important person on their list during the day. And maybe it is a luxury that that doctor just happened to have all the time in the world that day. But I happen to know that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it's the personality, the persona that comes across in those interviews, in those 5 second, 10 second, 15 second, 15 minute interviews. What does it feel like? And does it feel like, even if the interview is quick, does it feel like they're getting to know you? And that's part of their process. That's part of the journey that's going to help make the design unique to them. I know when I go to a doctor, I don't like to be rushed. I want, if I have a question, I want to make sure that they take the time to answer it. I had one doctor one time literally opening the door as I was asking. I wasn't even thinking about asking. I was literally asking my question and he had his hand on the door, door opening as I was asking. Immediately he got fired. (laughs) I don't have time for that. Just like he didn't have time for me. He didn't want to have time for me. Make sure that you're, you are getting a sense of how much time they have for you. The other thing too, I want you to think about here with tea and time is the timeline. What is their perspective of timeline? Is it that the time the time that they have allotted for you is sacred and they only have six weeks, so the project needs to be done in six weeks regardless of whether or not you have the budget to accommodate that quick of a timeline? Or is it the reverse? Is it that their timeline is set in order to accommodate you and in order to accommodate the budget that you have currently? in order to bring about the biggest impact change first so that that you have a plan in place and you know which change can be made. And if it's not while they are still actively working with you, you know the plan and the action steps and the timeline that you need to take when you're ready. Is that even possible? Well, spoiler alert, it is. That's how I design. I don't expect that any of you are going to go out and have the $10,000 just sitting there. I don't, but I know that you're going to want the change before you have the $10,000. So does your designer have that timeline in perspective? All right, the R. R is for respect. Do they respect your timeline and your budget? Not only that, do they respect your style? Part of the process should include getting to understand what it is your style is, not imposing theirs on you. Now, one thing I do want to make sure that you understand is that sometimes when you are assessing a style or getting your style assessed, sometimes you get pushed just a little bit. Putting you outside of your comfort zone to try something new and try something a little bit different that you might not have otherwise, but demanding that you do that is very different. So making sure that you are working with someone who respects that it is your home that they are styling and not theirs so that you can incorporate your 
personality, the purpose you have intended for the room, not theirs, but with their expertise and their input. That's a fine line to balance because I work with clients who generally have a very strict budget. Sometimes they can fudge here and there. If I present an idea, they might be able to say, oh yeah, you know what? I actually do have 50 more dollars, maybe 200 more dollars if they like that idea, or I can save and I'll do that later. But every once in a while, and more often than not, I have a client who wants to work with something that is beloved to them. That also might be entirely dating their space. Let me give you an example. A few years ago, I had a client who had a who had a couch that was clearly dated to the 1990s. The color was on point for a 1990s style, as well as the style of the couch. It had skirting on the bottom, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was in really good condition. They kept really good care of their couch, and they absolutely loved it. And this was one of those things that they wanted to keep and design around. Okay, awesome, let's do it. It became a little bit of a challenge in order to mix old and new and to combine something that would update their, what was literally dated, and they would say it in their words too, a dated couch, but to make their space feel fresh and new and not revert back to the 1990s. It's a challenge, but if I had the mindset of, I'm absolutely not, this is hideous, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Not only that, they wouldn't have walked away with a home that they were proud of, that they love showing off, that they really are so excited that they recreated and refreshed. And I wouldn't have walked away with a glowing review. When you have a a designer, a decorator who respects your opinions, whether they like them or not, that is always a good thing. You is for understanding the people who live there and the people who don't. You have to dive just a little deeper sometimes to design a space that is fit for boys or fit for fur babies or fit for all kinds of kitties. And you have to make sure that you can remove yourself from the situation if you are the one who is the designer. You may love this one product. You may love this one company. You may love this one color, but you don't live there. And you would be amazed that if I told you how many times I've run into people who have imposed their very strong, really rather abrasive opinion on someone else's space, someone I've contracted with and do no longer, but opposing, imposing their very strong opinion, and it can be really off-putting. So make sure that you are working with someone who is understanding that there are lots of little personalities to take into consideration and lots of people to take into consideration when they're designing the space. And though they bring a unique perspective to the situation, they are not the ones living there. S is for showing before you decide to buy any single thing. So make sure that you have a designer who can showcase something for you, whether it is a mood board, it is taking you to a showroom, it is bringing product to your home, something so that you can see what it's going to look like so that you can have the full picture before you even press go. We are in such a really wonderful time 
where technology is our friend in this industry. And there are so many wonderful platforms and ways to display what the visual could look like. And I know for if you are a creative and you can see the big picture, that's great. Sometimes you don't need the actual visual image, but a lot of us need it spelled out for us. Think about all the times you may have gone to view a home or a new property or a rental apartment or wherever you've gone and you can't quite see the potential, but you may be standing there with someone who does and they're thinking, oh, I can just see this, this is such good lighting or oh, the color or oh, I can see beyond the nasty rub on wallpaper or whatever it is. But you might be scratching your head thinking, I can't see beyond I can't see. I can't see the change. And let me just stop right there and say this could be a stopping point for you in the first place. If you can't foresee a change, no wonder it is hard for you sometimes to go shopping and purchase the couch or the pillow or the pick out the room color or the tile or the whatever you put fill in the blank. It can be hard for you because if you can't picture what it's going to look like, you are basically making a guess. You're going eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I like it, but I have no idea what it's going to do when it comes home to live in and among the things I've already chosen. And if you don't know how to create that visual yourself, that then just stays a guessing game until either you choose well or you get someone to do it for you or you resolve to the idea of, I just don't really care. I'm just going to live with it. But a designer who can show you a picture can kind of draw out that map for you and tell a story for you is going to help you, I don't want to say buy into the idea, but really to see yourself in the space, to visualize what it is that they have already in their head before they even design it for you. It's a pretty remarkable thing. And the last T is for teach. Hopefully along the way, the process that you work with the the designer or the decorator that you hire, you will learn something really valuable that they won't just shut you out of the process. You will learn something so that you will have a tool in your tool belt for the next time you want to refresh or redesign or redecorate your space. You're going to have one more tool. You're going to have maybe two more tools. You're going to be brought into the process in just enough way in just enough light so that you can understand how it works and how they went about choosing a design decision that they did in order to get the design before you. And if it's explained well enough, you're going to learn something. So hopefully there's going to be a teachable moment for you, a learnable moment that you can apply the next time. I hope those tips were helpful for you as you think about hiring someone to be a little bit more of a guide for you as you create a space that you really love, that reflects your family, that tells your story, that showcases your style, even if you can't put a name to it today. And if you've been sitting on the fence for a while thinking, maybe I should reach out to Danny, I want to tell you how I might be able to help. Of course, I have the podcast that you are able to listen to time and time and time again. I also have the blog that is starting to become a little bit more robust. So you're welcome to pop on over to my website and read the blog and see some of the images that accompany that. You'll have a learning opportunity in April to join my Home Design 101 course. It's a 10-week. You get to learn all of the things on your own. But if none of those learning on your own, filtering through the podcast or reading the blog and piecemealing it together is what you want, if you really want someone to just say, take my hand, 
here's what to do. I have three options. Each one is varying in levels of me holding your hand and in price. The more I hold your hand, the more expensive it is. The least amount of times I hold your hand, the least expensive it is. So we're going to start with least expensive and least hand holding first. And that is with my decorating SOS call. And that is a get unstuck step out of overwhelm and start. It's a phone call. It is a one hour. Let's chat about your space. Let's see the vision you have in mind. Let's dream a little bit and you walk away with an action plan. The first three to five steps of what it is you can do to transform your space. The second step is a room edit. This is basically hiring your bossy big sister to get in there. Take a look at the pictures and the interview that you've laid out before me and giving you an idea of what it is you can do to transform your space. I've aired a few times on the show a few examples of room edits. The last one most recently was with Amy's son Milo, and I will link that podcast in the show notes so you can listen to it again if you haven't yet. But this just gives a general idea. If you are a go-getter, if you don't mind doing the work and you actually like picking the product, you just need to know what kind of direction you're headed in. You just need a nice visual outlay for you. It's not specific products, but it is an idea. It is a plan. It is a direction. It is an arrow pointing the way that you should go. And then we have the most handholding, and that is visual mood boards. And you get two mood boards for one room. Those two mood boards are going to be different enough that you can see the difference. Maybe two different color palettes, maybe two different metals, maybe two different wood tones. They might have a different look and feel from each other. You choose one and then we design and tweak that one in order to get the products that you like in your space. And the best part about this is you can visualize the entire transformation in your space and shop directly from the mood board. So there is no going back and forth, no having me fly over across the country to come see you, measure your space. You help out with that part and I just pick the products in order to create the space and the visual for you to shop on your own when your budget allows. The neat thing about that plan is that you have the opportunity to start where the biggest impact is. I don't leave you alone. I let you know what is the first thing that you can do to make the biggest impact. I leave you with a plan that tells you that and then the things to buy in the order that you should buy them in order to make the change in case you can't do it all at once. Those are the three ways I can work with you and I don't have to live right around the corner. That's the best part. So if you are wanting to finally step out of overwhelm and start in any of those three ways, I'm going to leave all of those links in the show notes. And I would be absolutely honored to work with you. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.